from concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome into the WATH studios. Carl Blaylock with you. As it is an absolutely gorgeous night, beautiful day outside today. All here inside the WATH studios, now dark WATH studios. Carl Blaylock, Cedric Granger. We're joined by Nell Seville, York head basketball coach, Blaine Gabriel. And coach, great to have you on this Tuesday evening. Thank you for having me. So, uh, my first question really for you is how, how's the offseason been you know you had a really successful season last year with the Buckeyes their first winning season I think about 10 or 11 seasons I couldn't remember how long it's been yeah, but it, it was quite a while we had a pretty good offseason I you know we have uh, basically seven boys that's on the varsity this year we have like 10 on the JV but most of them showed up to seven for this summer and we played pretty well. I mean, we put in, we're putting in a new offense and a defense, so it's a learning process. <clears throat> you know, looking at last year's roster, you guys had a lot of depth last year. It was you guys in Vinton County that really had the most depth in the league. You had about uh, seven or eight players coming off the bench, but a lot of them, Dakota Inman, James Koska, uh Trent Morrissey, Leighton Logie, th- those were all seniors. He had seven seniors in total. How do you replace the depth of that? Obviously, you've got some really good players coming back. Uh, Landon Inman, uh, the Gator, Keegan Swope, uh, as well as Andrew Connor and A.J. Stone. But uh, how do you replace especially the size of Morrissey and Logie? Uh, it's going to be tough. We can't because we don't have that size. You know, Logie, Logie just gave you 120%. I mean, he just battle, battle, battle. Uh, Morrissey, you know, he's 6'4". You know, he was an all-league also. And, you know, he did a lot of little stuff that people didn't see. He did a lot of switching on defense and helped us through stuff. Uh, just a correction real quick, A.J. Stone is not playing this year. Oh. So that takes some depth away from us. But <clears throat> we we've got seven. I call them the Buckeye Seven, so uh, we'll be all right. We'll get out and we'll get get after you. We'll press you, and we're going to run. Looking at uh, looking at one player that I really expect to kind of step up this year would be Alec Thompson. He had, he had some really solid uh, really solid moments when he got in some varsity, and he had some great plays in JV. I think he had a buzzer beater in one game. Uh, you know, who else is him? And who else do you really expect to step up to really shore up uh, the depth? Well, um, Alec, I call him rookie. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, he he's had a really good summer. I mean, he played really well. You know, his body's filled out now, and he's ready to play. Uh, Landon Inman, we'll look for him to step up again this year. He had a, 
a pretty decent year last year. Um, Andrew Connor, AC, he'll have to step in. He's going to hit some shots. And I have um, a couple of JV players. It's now Varsity Tank, which is Brendan Tomlin. I have Squirrel, which is uh, Bryant Call. And then I have, uh, I haven't given him a nickname yet. His name's Cam Sullivan. He's a freshman. And he's put together pretty good. So um, that's who we have. And uh, they've been a lot of fun. Uh, we've worked hard. We had a scrimmage on Saturday after three and a half days of practice because the football just got done. They had a very good season. I was really hoping they'd play a couple more weeks, but they, it didn't happen. But um, now we're doing a lot of things. Like I said, we have those seven, and they're all working hard. Um, I think uh, I think um, the one I call Squirrel is going to surprise some people because he's, he's lanky. Uh, he's grown about three inches since last year. And uh, – he shoots the ball pretty well. I gotta ask, how do you come up with these nicknames? You just uh, based <laughs> off of how they play, or just just first thing come to mind? Oh yeah, usually it's whatever hits me at the time. Like when uh, Keegan was a freshman, uh, it was kind of funny because I don't know. I, I'd watched him play a little bit in eighth grade, and, and what was funny was I don't know. He showed up and he was just so quick, and I just started calling him Gator, and then other kids started calling him Gator, and. Finally, somebody came up and said, why do you call him Gator? And I said, by the time he's a junior, senior, he'll eat people alive. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the kid the kid averaged almost six steals a game last year. I mean, he is quick. So, but, yeah. And then, you know, I, Wayne Dickon does all of our announcing, and he loves it with the nicknames because, I mean, the kids all buy into it. And I have junior high kids now coming up to me and saying, what's my nickname? I said, I don't know. <laughs> haven't hit me yet. So... And you know what's sad is some of these times you do this stuff with the nicknames and I can't remember their real names because <laughs> <laughs> I've done that many times. It is. It kind of shows how like nicknames become synonymous with the athlete after a while where some people like to the whole community, they're known by their nickname before that. But I like how each of these nicknames tends to reflect how each of these players play on the court or how they will project as they get older and older within your system. Speaking of a system, Coach, you talked about how the offense and the defense, you have changed up the system a little bit going into this season. Was this influenced by the fact that there were a lot of graduating seniors? Oh, oh, yeah, just because, I, you know, we just don't have the size on the inside. I mean, Morsi, you know, he was 6'4". Logie, you know, he was first-team all-state uh, linebacker. You know, those kind of things you don't replace. And, uh, you know, we was tough on the inside. And, you know, I, I don't have that this year. You know, my tallest player is Andrew Connor, 6'4", but he's a guard. You know, I, I have one post player. So, you know, I basically have six guards and a post player. So... And then furthermore, so with the offense and defensive philosophy, is it going to be like a small ball type lineup is what you're going to be going for? And then how would you also describe the defense? Yeah, it would probably be small ball. I mean, we're going to get the ball up and down the court, and first open shot we got, we're going to have to shoot because we're not going to play with the ball. I mean, we can hold it. I've got guards. I, I think i got pretty good guards. Uh, defensively, we just have to play what I call my junk defense. I like playing junk defenses that I make up and – we try those kind of things, and we've done some of it. And, you know, some of it works, some of it don't. But I like doing it, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, looking at uh, the schedule this year, you guys have pretty similar schedule to what you had last year. But uh, what are some games that you're most excited about throughout the season? 
Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I just want to get off to a good start, you know, build a little momentum. Uh, I think we play 10 or 11 D- Division II schools this year, and we're we're like two players away from being a Division Four school. I know that we're the smallest D3 school in our uh, district for when it comes to tournament time, but and we and I use that as you know motivation that you know we're the little guys we're not supposed to win we can't compete and they take it to heart. But I don't know if I look down through the schedule I don't look real far ahead. Um, you know we all we definitely want to try to win the first game against Burn Union you know to get off on a good start. Um, you know our league games those are going to be good games this year. You know you always look at the. Benton counties, they're you know our league's going to be very balanced. You know I think it's going to be, you know Megs Venton both have a lot of talent coming back. Uh, I think us and Athens are going to be right. You know uh, maybe upset somebody some night, but you know you can't count out Wellston or I, I really don't. I think River Valley has a new coach, and then Jeff South Alexander and Alexander lost five seniors and. You know, they lost the best player in Southeast Ohio, so it's going to be tough. But uh, Jeff will do a good job out there, so it'll be balanced. But outside the league, um, the one game, and I'm, I'm very good friends with Jonathan at Federal Hawking. We're going to play each other this year. So, and we both, you know, we both play real close to the same style. So that ought to be fun. Yeah, that should be a really good game at uh, Tuesday, January 23rd, which unfortunately Tuesday, no uh, – Game of the week broadcast for that with the Bobcats on. Uh, we'll unfortunately, have to, we'll but... have to bump the Bobcats. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good enough game to bump them for yeah, sure. I know I'll be there. <laughs> I'll definitely be up there at Ben Wagner and Gymnasium for that one, no matter what. But uh, you talked about how how tough the league is this year with really five six schools that you know really can give you a game night in night out. Are you expecting a little bit of fatigue as you go through the league season this year with how tough each team is? Well, yeah, you'll get tired. I mean, especially with us with seven. I mean, you know, I'll dress 12 for warm-ups and so forth, but, you know, I can – and maybe somebody will surprise me and we'll get some extra minutes out of some people. But, you know, those seven, I already told them they better be in shape because, like, last year I played basically eight, nine players. And this year, you know, it's it's seven. It's nothing against anybody. It's just that, you know, they're younger and just don't have the experience. And so, you know, we're, we only have two seniors this year. So, and I'm going to rely on Gator and AC quite a bit. One of the biggest rule changes heading two really big rule changes actually this year. But uh, the biggest one on the floor on the court is the one and one does not exist anymore. Now going by quarters for fouls. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? It, it changes the strategy of the game a little bit. You know, I like the one-on-one. Uh, but, you know, you, you have to look at it, and you have to look at the strategy of this because, you know, if you are only got two team fouls and there's a minute and a half to go, you might be able to take one of your starters out, rest them, and put somebody else in. And if they foul, they foul. It's not a big deal because it don't count because every quarter it resets. So I think you have to kind of look at that at the tail end of quarters now. The other big rule change is for the postseason where they've got the max preps rankings. Uh, no longer uh, do you coaches have any choice anymore on the voting. It's going to be straight from the max preps matrix. 
what's what's your thoughts on that? Do you think that's going to be beneficial, or, or do you think that it's going to be something that's going to need a lot of tweaks in the next few years? I think it's going to have some tweaks. The other the other system they had was the Martin system, and uh, my JV coach, that's his brother-in-law. So we kind of knew a little bit about this kind of stuff because he's helped us show us where we'd be for the last year or two. Um, get, you know, Max Preps just has to keep up with it because last year I'd get on Max Preps and look and until almost the end of the season, they had our we had a losing record. And, you know, that wasn't the case. So, I mean, I don't know where they get their stuff at, but, you know, if, I, I don't know how it's going to be based off of. I like the idea that's based off of strength of schedule and that kind of stuff because I feel as though with us being a small school that playing all these D2 schools, it's got to help us for rankings. I mean, for you know, when it comes to tournament time. What do you think your goals are for this Buckeye team this year? Well, we want to have fun. Uh, you know, that's I always tell kids you got to have fun to do it. But, you know, we want every year we want to compete for the league, uh, you know, uh, we we go out. We expect to win. We we give 110 percent. I have a lot of people in the community come up and say how hard the kids play. You know they like to they take a little bit of pride in that. We we'd really like to compete for the league, and you know we'd like to make the districts in the basketball because it's been many many years since Nelsonville's played in the districts in basketball. And then one other question I have moving on with this sort of philosophy. A lot of teams around Southeast Ohio, no matter what the sport, whether football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, they have some sort of phrase that they rally around. I know, for example, uh, we were talking to Nelsonville York um, Volleyball, and Coach Dickin really talked about how they would carry around almost like a dartboard because people were kind of going after them, so to speak. So does your team this year have some sort of phrase or some sort of word that's like the key for this season? Um, I don't know. We always, you know, we break everything down as family because I, you know, I always tell them it's family, but I've got a phrase, but I just can't say it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we got a, do we got a bleep sound effect somewhere? No, we don't. We don't, unfortunately. I, I, I mean, there's, there's no bad words in it, but it's just, I, I've said it for years and I just, I, I'm not going to say it on radio. <laughs> Uh, well, Coach Gabriel, great to have you here, and we'll have uh, we'll have several games this year on the Athens County Game of the Week. It's going to be really interesting to see how the TVC really shapes up this year, both the Ohio and the hockey. I mean, as you talked about, there's about right. five or six teams that are right there. I, I'd say Vinton County, I mean. Vinton returns a lot. Yeah. Um, you know. Our thing, when I looked at the schedule, because like I said, I don't look very far ahead, but I do know that we play what I think are the top two teams in the league, uh, Megs and Vinton County, right off the bat. We, excuse me, we play both of them early. Yeah, Megs on the 15th, that's the second league game, and Vinton County on the 22nd, and starting off with Alexander on the 8th as well. So Yeah. That's, that's going to be a real interesting start, but I think you'll be able to do all right uh, with, uh, you know, obviously getting everyone into shape and plus a little bit more practice what you got last year as well. That's the big thing right now because last year we had six practices before our first game. You guys have any more scrimmages coming up the next few days? We, we have a scrimmage this Saturday uh, at home against uh, Wahama. And then, yeah, we still, play, we still have two more with Galpless and Wark County. 
Well, good luck in those, and I'm sure that Gallopolis one will be really helpful to play against a, a really good team that yes. uh, went far last year in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Good luck there, Coach, and we'll talk with you throughout the season. Okay, well, thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. When we come back, we're going to talk some college basketball here on The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just got to hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. <laughs> Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. All he had to say was, Hey, you got this. Just breathe. Hey. <laughs> hey we're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I feel like I'm constantly cleaning hair off my bathroom floor. At least my Swiffer Sweeper makes it easy. Sweeper heavy-duty dry cloths have ultra-thick pads to trap and lock hairs, like a hair magnet. And when I'm finished cleaning up my hair, Sweeper takes care of his, too. Now the hair's gone, all thanks to Swiffer. Try Swiffer Sweeper heavy-duty dry cloths. I promise you'll love them or your money back. And also try Swiffer Sweeper Wet to make quick work of tough, sticky messes. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Getting the right health care for the right problem can save you time and stress. That's why Ohio Health offers three types of care options right here in Southeast Ohio. Call your primary care provider when you're sick or when you need to manage your long-term health. Visit urgent care when you can't get in with your doctor. And go to the ER for severe, life-threatening situations. Find out which Ohio Health location is your best choice at ohiohealth.com slash right care. Thinking of buying a home? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency can help. We have programs designed to help make home ownership part of your future. The Ohio Housing Finance Agency's Ohio Heroes, Grants for Grads, and Your Choice Down Payment Assistance Programs are all designed to help make purchasing a home affordable. To learn more, visit myohiohome.org. Sponsored by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Back on the sports fan, Carl Blaylock alongside Cedric Granger, and great to catch up with. Uh, great to catch up with Blaine Gabriel. I mean, he he's just 
Oh, he's he's one of the best guys to talk to around southeastern Ohio about basketball. That's right. We've been talking with him for a very long period of time. We talked about how two years ago when we were with Hardwood Heroes, the first game that we covered uh, for Nelsonville York boys basketball was yeah. at Burn Union, which is where the Buckeyes will start off their season against Shadow Jacob Mata, of course, for his alma mater. And aye, aye, aye. that was a very fun day. We went over to not only the game, but went to Waffle House afterwards. Plenty and plenty a bad puns. That's all I got to say. I, think I had also, a ton I of think we also it. talked about uh, <laughs> tackling a Christmas tree that night. That's right. That's right. Also, uh, Coach Gabriel, really active in the community as well, too, was helping out with people voting um, with all the students. I was over at Baker Center um, last week um, on vote election day, and we got to um, – he was there helping people vote, which is really great. Uh, he's also taking the time to help out the community in more ways than just being a basketball coach, but also just as a member of the Athens community. Just absolutely the stand-up guy all, all around. And, you know, it, it's it's going to be really exciting to see how the Buckeyes look this year. But, you know, college basketball is going on right now. I, I loved it. <laughs> I was confused on why it happened. But I got to come back from class today, turn on the TV, and watch myself some basketball. North Dakota State versus UC Davis. Uh, watched about, oh, about the middle eight of that game, I'd say. I flipped it on, you know, watched the last four minutes of the first half, uh, first four minutes of the second half. I don't know why. 1 p.m. local time start. On a weekday is just so weird. Oh, like, well, why? Imagine, like, being a kid at school right now where you're just like, oh, guys, yeah, we have the game at 1 o'clock. You guys can just pull up in between classes. It's like baseball season it's where so baseball weird. you see that. You maybe have, like, a, a 3 o'clock on a Tuesday or Friday. Or no, but like normally, they, normally they push them down to, like, the 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock start time, which I don't yeah. mind those. Yeah, at least something where everyone's done with classes and, yeah, but – yeah, it's pretty exciting to see it start rolling, especially because tonight in college basketball is so good. So you got to start off your little appetizer there. Oh, yeah, a little appetizer. I'm trying to see what the final score of that game was. Oh, no. Uh, let's see. What was the final score of that game? It was UC Davis winning uh, 68-53. <laughs> so good win for the Bears. Uh, real or, good win uh, for I the Bears. I believe that's the yeah. Aggies. Was it Aggies? Yep. The reason I know is because UC Davis came to play OU in field hockey when I was a sophomore, and I called that game. Uh, yep, they are the Aggies, which explains the A. Yes. I, thought, I figured they'd be like the Bears or the Bruins or something like that. That's UCLA. They had yeah. a – yeah. Well, actually, you know what? That might explain – oh, that explains why it was a 1 p.m. local start. It was in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> it was in Montana. Because there was a big bear on the court, and I'm like, okay – uh, I Clearly love, it's a bear. Neutral site games at this point are just hilarious. I don't know if you saw the other day, Baylor and Auburn, they had a matchup in Sioux Falls. Oh, in the Pentagon, the Sanford yeah, Pentagon. Yeah, I yeah. love that place. Oh, it's a great-looking uh, place. That's, that's, like like, that's like one of my favorite basketball arenas around the country. Um, I mean, it, it's an, it's amazing. It, it's uh, part of the G League. I think it's a G League affiliate up there that plays. That's in there, right. That is. I mean, it, it's it's a beautiful facility. I, I thought it was like a retro thing that they like redid. No, I mean that thing was built in 2013. It looks. It, it's got that old timey feel. 
and it's people just are right on top beautiful. of the um, stadium yeah. too. Plus, of course, um, it's I believe it also serves as an athletic facility for the entire campus as well around it, or the entire community too. Yeah, entire community. You've got um, yeah, it's like I mean, you have the five you regions, got ice like a bunch hockey of as well. Gyms too, to oh it. yeah, yeah, it's one of the cool. If you haven't looked it up, look up the uh, Pentagon Sioux Falls um, to be able to check that one out. But neutral site basketball is very fun, and you know there's going to be a good bit of that going on tonight. Uh, of course, State Farm Champions Classic in Chicago. That, and that gives you a, a pair one. of Blue Bloods galore. Oh, yeah. You got Michigan State and Duke. That's right. Uh, you know, first time in a while that they've played outside of the tournament. I think in first time in five years, the last two meetings they've had been in the tournament. I mean, who can for, who can forget the 2019 one? That, that might be one of the top five college. Nah, I won't say top five college basketball. Ball games from of all our, time, of our but from our, from, uh, we'll say, we'll say in in in, in mine and Seti's lifetime since since two thousand, it's one of the, it's probably like a top at least a top ten college basketball game since then. Just because it was such a good game, a it, it was just such a good game, and b the just the uh, what ended up happening because of it. You had quote unquote the best college basketball team of all time, Zion Williamson. R.J. R.J. Barrett. Cam Reddish, man. It's crazy. And they didn't make the Final Four because of Michigan State. Yep. it's uh, That team, I just remember how mad my dad would get downstairs hoping Duke would lose because he hate, of course, a lot of people grow up hating Duke, but he really does not like Duke at all. Um, and every single game, it was the, one of the best seasons for Dick Vitale, too, as a broadcaster. He was on every Duke broadcast, it seemed like, the entire year. Just so much built up about this team. And then, remember, they almost got upset by UCF, if we remember I that remember right the too. Taco yeah. Fall game. That That's game right. was, it was closer than we thought. And then the Michigan State got, I mean, anytime you get Tom Izzo in the tournament, he's the king of taking a seven-seed Michigan State team super far. Hey, hey, there's a reason why it's January, February Izzo. <laughs> Um, that's right. That's right. I, um, for fact, I actually got to see both of these two teams in Greenville, uh, back during my yeah. sophomore year. Yeah. Cause and um, they, they played, they played last year in that, uh, or they played, was that last year? That was two years ago. Wasn't I believe it's two years. Cause they all uh, rotate. So I think Michigan state, they got Kentucky last year, if I remember right. Well, no, but I, oh, I mean like yeah. they have, they played in the tournament. Um. Yeah, it was two years ago. Oh yeah, they played in the tournament two when years ago. The Grand, yeah, Greenville, when I went to yeah. Greenville, yeah, because Michigan the State beat Davidson and Duke yeah. beat Cal State Fullerton in the first round of that game. Um, and that was cool because that was the last like run, um, for of course Coach K. So getting to see and pay the money to see his last like one of his last runs and see Tom Izzo, that's always worth the money every single time. Absolutely. Looking at some of the game, I mean, look at some of the other games tonight. We'll we'll go through some of them. But one that's already started, uh, Providence, Wisconsin, and the Gavit games, which I'm so sad those are going away. Those are amazing. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, you want to hope that at least the last rendition is like really good. But yeah, do you know the reason why again? Uh, I, I think they're just going away because with uh, how many with all the new teams that the Big Ten are bringing in, there's just not really the the bandwidth or not bandwidth but you know there's not the crossover needed as much they want to kind of have more conference games yeah and that's understandable 10. but it is unfortunate to see that because it created it, some, I really mean, it, great some really good matchups look, look at matchups. tonight i mean right now well <laughs> providence wisconsin was supposed to be a good game but uh the friars are currently on their ed cooley revenge tour 
And uh, Wisconsin's just a pawn in their way. 29-11 to at the under-eight timeout in the first half. Holy moly. I mean, the Big Ten has not been performing very well in non-conference play to this point. So. Well, I, I don't think this is as much of an indication on Wisconsin as, as it is Providence. just on Providence. <laughs> it's legit. Providence the prominence. That's what you got to be saying right now. Kim English. He, he he knows what he's doing, and this is going to be a scary Providence team. Uh, I I feel sorry for Georgetown, and I feel sorry for Ed Cooley when he comes back <laughs> up to the dunk, because uh, that might not be pretty. No, uh, the whole Big East is just going to be yeah. so much fun too as well. This is it just gets good. It gets better and better as you look through the slate. That's the best part about college basketball being back too. There's really no boring days. Oh no, there's, there's no not. Days. I mean, I, I, we, we've. We've gone through, and actually, you know what? We'll we'll go. We'll look at my list for today because I've had I've had this list. I've mentioned it before on air, uh, where I, I've I've just been going through uh, each week in one of my classes. I'll sit there and instead of paying attention in class, I will <laughs> uh, just sit there and go through the next week's college basketball games. And write down the ones I'm interested in on a list. Interesting. There's a lot of interesting ones for tonight. I'm curious to see what you got for at so least for today. Here, here's the ones I have on the list. Uh, I have the obvious ones: uh, Wisconsin, Providence. Uh, well, all three Gavit games tonight in the two Champions Classics. Do you have Texas A&M at SMU? I do not. I, do I not. missed that I think one. That's a I missed good one. that one. I think that's a low. Uh, Colgate, Colgate, Syracuse. Ooh, yeah, that's 7 p.m. That's a good one. Uh, I have Jacksonville State, West Virginia on there. Mostly more just to see uh, West Virginia fail, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they're coming um, off a rough one. Sneaky good Mac game. Toledo against Wright State. Yep, Wright State's been really good over the last couple of years. Um, West And Western Kentucky against Murray State uh, as well. Plus the, the big ones, you know, Michigan State, Duke, Marquette, Illinois, Kansas, Kentucky, Iowa, uh, Creighton. Uh, See, looking, one thing to circle yeah. too for Bobcat fans today. Uh, one team that they're going to be playing real soon, Detroit Mercy, at the end of the week. They're actually matched up at Ole Miss today, so maybe something to keep an eye on as well. Could be absolutely interesting. Looking at uh, looking at some of the big games, I, and I, I have each day I've got a game bolded on that list, and the game I had bolded today is Marquette at Illinois. Illinois is favored. Tonight, with it being in the State Farm Center, it's in Champaign, but that's going to be a tough, tough game for the Illini, but a really, really good early season matchup. Yeah, it's a good opportunity if you're Illinois, too. If we uh, look at how they've played in, I'll say, big-time at least in terms of talent, big-time matchups, they actually scrimmaged against Kansas early on in the season, and they fared better. They got the better of Kansas in that one. And that was a game where they also had the home field advantage in that game too. So I think Illinois, they have a really good shot to win this game, and it would be really good um, for not just, i say for seeding as the year goes on too. I think Illinois is one of those teams I think is firmly uh, in the conversation for a top three, top four seed uh, in the entire NCAA tournament and are Big Ten title contenders, uh, but they can really add to their resume if they can take down Marquette here today. Marquette, that's a team I also saw last year. They were in Columbus and they uh, took on Vermont uh, in that one. So pretty interesting. Uh, Looking at the other... Shaka Smart, too, by the way. Yeah, Shaka Smart. Uh, looking at the other 
Champions Classic game, Kentucky and Kansas. Um, Kansas is favored six and a half. It took me a second because I'm yeah. sitting there going, ah, which one's which? One's which? UK, yeah, KU. UK, KU, both blue and white <laughs> to a degree. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. But, you know, Kentucky's looked pretty decent this year. Obviously, this is, you know, the toughest test for the Wildcats so far this year. But I'm interested to see from both these teams. And from what I've seen on Twitter, because, you know, I, I'm very plugged into Cincinnati Twitter. Um, and with being plugged into Cincinnati Twitter, you know, a lot of overlap with uh, Kentucky That's right. basketball Twitter. They are not sold on the height. And remember last year they had one of the best, one, like real good height in an Oscar Chibwe. He's gone. Uh, they don't really have anybody to replace him, and so it's going to be a little bit tough against Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, I mean, you look at what Hunter Dickinson has done so far this season, averaging 19.5 points per game. Uh, in Kentucky, it's kind of more by committee. Usually you have a couple of players that would be, you know, stepping up, averaging 20 points to be the headliner. Uh, but right now, Kentucky, they're kind of looking for that guy to step up for the most part. And we'll see what they are made of here tonight. Obviously, it's a long season. And the best thing about college basketball is even if you have losses early, uh, it won't kill you. But this is a chance for guys like Reeves, Dillingham, chances to really prove themselves. Because right now, it's pretty balanced in terms of their starting five, all averaging around 12 to 16 points per game. But who's going to pop? That's the big question, Carl. It'll be interesting to see. And I... I, I'm intrigued to see. I really think this year is wide open in college basketball. Yeah. I think this is the most wild year college basketball we will see in a long time. Well, this is um, already reflected by the top 25 we've seen early. Well, obviously you take it with a grain of salt early in the season. But it's kind of fun yeah. to just see some right. Like, I'm glad James Madison, they earned a ranking. Oh, they and did. they got it. Yeah, I'm sure you were. I got to get it. What was your reaction after the Kent State game? So... I was I was not watching the game. It was on my watch list, um, but I was not watching the game. Uh, I was somewhere where I was over at my girlfriend's house. She didn't get the channel. The game was on. It's, well, it's on ESPN+. Plus. She didn't have that. Um, so, you know, I'm following it, and I'm seeing on Twitter, oh, James Madison lost. And somebody had tweeted it prematurely. I didn't see, I didn't see the next tweet. Because I'm just, you know, checking my phone every once in a while. Yeah, no. They, well, I mean, they had that five-point lead. So I, I was able to yeah. listen about the last, like, three minutes of overtime on the Kent State Radio Network. And, <laughs> I mean, I love college basketball. I'm, I may never, like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about next year uh, where my entire life I, I'm going to become John Rothstein. <laughs> I like I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna tell my girlfriend we sleep in May I'm gonna stay up every night and watch the greatness of Mountain West basketball and you know whatever else because uh, that's the one fun thing tonight we got a few uh uh, real interesting games that don't start till 10 p.m. tonight. It is, and that's really um, good. It was it Iowa and Creighton, I believe. Is, is that Iowa a and Creighton? Yep, that's yeah. a 10 o'clock game. FS1. That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I I am intrigued to see who gets the win in that one. Creighton's really good. They're front running in the Big East. They return a lot of stars. But Iowa, they've been able to score this year. And I, I know what my surefire hot pick is going to be. I'm stealing it already. 
But you look at Iowa so far this year against North Dakota, 110 points. Alabama State, 98 points. That's a lot of points. And I get those are teams that aren't that good, but still. And you look at Creighton, they put 105 points up against Florida A&M and then put up 86 against North Dakota State on Saturday. Um, They're good. So a lot of points in that one. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what ends up happening in it. Uh, a lot of points, a lot of fireworks. You're not gonna have to worry about falling asleep on the couch watching that one. No, not at all. Um, um, another where your uh, Mountain West love. I also want to give a shout out to uh, some of the mid-major teams that have done really well. Nevada looking really good. Early Nevada early, is yeah. looking very good. Yeah, took down Washington recently too. Boise State picked up a good win on Sunday against San Francisco. The Mountain West, it's it's down in parts. Um, San Diego State is not as good as last year. It's going to take a little bit to get into the groove. Uh, same thing with New Mexico. Um, but Nevada is picking up for it, uh, absolutely. Um, looking at tonight, Long Beach State against San Diego State. That's going to be interesting to see how the Aztecs uh, bounce back. Uh, another interesting game. Unfortunately, I don't think anyone can watch. It's on Pac-12 Network. App State, Oregon State should be a bit interesting. And uh, Kansas City, Baylor intrigues me. The Kangaroos can be tough once in a while. Can they be tough tonight? I don't know, but keep an eye out for that one. Good to know. That was one that would not have been on my radar. No, you know. I mean, plus, they're just such a cool mascot. Like, <laughs> the Kansas City, well, they're the Roos, actually. They're not even the Kangaroos. They're just the Roos. And, like, look, look at this logo. Yeah, I've seen it. You look know at what? that it logo. It's so cool. It's, it's, it's really it's accurate to how kangaroos fight, you know? It's, you know what? Here's what I got. Students. I got a game I got to suggest for you, Carl. How about this? The ultimate neutral side matchup in Australia, Akron, Kansas City. <laughs> That'd be incredible. That wouldn't be great. It would be the The most college. The Australian Tourism Board needs to get on this right Right now. now. (laughs) The battle of the two kangaroo teams. It would be great. It would be be fantastic. And even just like, even if people don't go to the game, just the fact that it just like you air it on ESPN Plus, a bunch of people would watch, man. Oh, yeah. The Rue War or something like that. Oh, Sicko's (laughs) College Basketball would be all over that. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I I just love it, though. That that popped in my head. I'm like, okay, I got to share that. Oh, yeah. We got it. That's got to be something that happens. (laughs) Well, we'll see if it actually does. Probably not. I mean, Akron can hardly field a baseball team. I don't think they're going to have money to go to Australia. Maybe they'll field a flag football team, too. You never know. Hey. Uh, Anyways. Uh, we'll take a step away. When we come back, we're going to talk about some action. Ohio playing Central Michigan tomorrow. But we got a few other uh, few other games tonight, the Battle of I-75 and more. We'll talk about those after the break here on The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. Game Wednesday is Senior Day in Athens as Ohio squares off against CMU. The ball is gone. Back to the end zone. Paint this baby green and white. Our coverage begins at 6 on your home for Bobcats football. Cats and chips in the home finale on Wednesday night. Local pregame starts at 5 on the flagship. Pure Rock 105 XTQFM. 
What does Holzer mean to me? It's home. It's opportunity. It's community. It's a place where coworkers are friends and friends become family. It's a place that supports my community and a place where I know I can make a difference. Discover your opportunities right here at Holzer. Think Holzer first. Back in the WATH studios, Carl Blaylock, Cedric Granger with you. And uh, Maction tonight, uh, college, ba- or college football, college basketball, everything's on. You know, I was sitting there and I'm going, I was sitting there talking with my roommate, Zach Mothersball. And uh, we were sitting there and trying to plan out where we were going to put everything tonight because we've talked about how good of a slate this is for college basketball. Um, where we got our living room set up here, we got one TV. I mean, we got up against the wall. We got one TV on a stand uh, right next to it, another TV on a stand, uh, about 32 inches. You know, it's not big. College kids, come on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we've got those two TVs right there. Um, uh, then we'll bring in our laptops for any supplemental games. And one of those TVs is going to be on ESPN exclusively. The other one's going to be on Fox Sports 1 exclusively for, you know, the Champions Classic games and the uh, other game, the uh, Gavit. Gavit games. So, but then we're sitting there, we're like, where, where are we going to put everything else? You know, there's a few other games that I want to keep an eye on. And there's some decent, decent Maction games tonight. Um, you look at... I mean, you're looking at the Battle of I-75. Remember how crazy that game was last year? I remember how. Lido barely escaped that one. Bowling Green. No, was it Bowling Green? It was Bowling Green. No, because remember, we could have, because that was was the night the Curtis Rock went down. Yes. And I remember we could have still clinched. We could have still clinched that night if Toledo beat Bowling Green. that's why it came down to the final game. And Toledo came back. They beat them, and then Bowling Green came back, and Bowling Green drove back down the field and won. I remember texting one of my buddies that went to Toledo and went, thank you, we'll see you in Detroit, and then we and they lost. And I'm like, dude, what in the world? Oh, my What goodness. are you doing? Yeah, 42-35, Bowling Green, <laughs> yep. And you know what's interesting about this series right now, Carl? Right now, Toledo leads the series 42-41-4. to so right now they are about as even of a rivalry as you're gonna find in college football. Yeah, uh, it, it's that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Um, also tonight, that's on ESPN too, by the way. Toledo Bowling Green. Yeah, probably primary. Both bowl teams too. You don't get that match those matchups a lot in the MAC, so it's nice to see that too. Speaking of teams trying to make a bowl, it's a bowl elimination game between Western. And Northern Illinois. That's on ESPNU. Should be interesting. Northern favored uh, minus four and a half in that one. And Akron against Eastern Michigan. Um, I feel like Akron would have done a lot better this year if they would have had Irons Irons back. I mean, he was... Albeit, I watched only a little bit of this game, but he was a dog in those overtimes against Indiana. Uh, that was that was my come down game after watching the Ohio State Notre Dame game. Uh, <laughs> you know, flipped it over after that. You know, I, I'm sitting there. You know, wow, what a great game. We need to turn it over to something. I, I got to keep watching football. <laughs> I can't go cold right. turkey after something like that, especially after seeing Lou Holtz get berated. 
Uh, but oh I, I flipped it over there, and uh, DJ Irons had a great game, and uh, they, they lost still um, in overtime to Indiana. But uh, that, that's still still uh, interesting for Akron. Eastern still hoping uh, with an outside chance at getting a bowl game. They're four and six at the moment. Yep, they play Buffalo after this, so they got yeah, a pair of crossovers. A I think they actually have a decent shot here. They got a chance. Uh, coming in on a three-game losing streak, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you got to play Toledo, I don't think that makes things any easier. Um, that was their last game that they yeah, had. Yeah, they played Western, Toledo. Who I think is, these are three teams that I think Western is really hot right yeah. now. And that they also lost to NIU, and that's hard. At, at the Cal. In Ohio, we know how that is. So... It's been a tough slate for EMU, but the ending between Akron and Buffalo, who teams who have a combined record of five and fifteen, I think it's a chance for EMU to make it back to back bowl season. Actually, would that be three in a row? I think. Yeah, I believe three bowl seasons in a row if they make it. And maybe they'll end up going to the uh, uh, the newly named Bahamas Bowl. Did you see the new name for the Bahamas Bowl? Nope, but I know it's in Charlotte, if I recall right. Yes, it is now going to be known as oh the famous toastery ball. Toastery, it's, yeah, famous toastery. It, 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 it's it's a breakfast spot in Charlotte, I guess. They're getting national attention. Yeah, you know this what? Hey, food down there. You know they they found a sponsor for it. Um, it, since it's being played in Charlotte this year now, um, it, it's, it's interesting. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I love the mascot cause the mascot, uh, for this, uh, for this, you know, restaurant is exactly what you would think the mascot would be for a brunch restaurant in Charlotte. It, it's a guy. With his head poking out of a piece of toast, with these those oversized gloves, like the oversized gloves, they're, they're, they're color the same as the bread, and, and it, 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 big oversized clown shoes, huge shoes. It, it's absolutely incredible. I, I think I sent, and I can send you this. Uh, I would uh, like to see this. I can. Say, I, I, can <laughs> I, I can. I can send you. Uh, I could send you what this man looks like. I mean, it, it's it, it's just wild. Oh, oh, I forgot the best part. The uh, armholes for the costume are are in the middle of the toast. Oh, uh, what, <laughs> what am I looking at? That that's what messes me up. Why don't you make it this? I guess the bread is too too uh. wide for someone. That... <laughs> wow. Uh. Uh, I mean that's that's got to be nightmare fuel <laughs> for some poor kid in the Carolinas. Uh, they're saying they're saying they're saying you know make that the costume the winning coach has to come out and present with that make the trophy like there's so Maybe many they fun get, things uh, you can do with this fill Literally, up the uh, Gatorade <laughs> potato with bread <laughs> just toast just fill it up with toast yeah, it toast. brings a whole new meaning to giving a toast at the end of a game <laughs> just. just I mean, uh, yeah, imagine if a, a corner gets burnt in the game. You just, you just <laughs> fans just have the toast ready. <laughs> There's just so much you could do. There There's really is so, so much, much you could do. do. Like you know, I, they got to hire us for branding at this point. I, I don't know why there's not more like places that are doing bowls. 
Like, you should do a bowl. Like, and obviously players don't want to play in bowls, like, mostly. But, well, you know, I don't know. Because they're, they're not mid-majors. Fun. Yeah, if you're a mid-major, they're that's not, about as good as you yeah. That's I mean, the goal. Not, the bowls... Bowls are kind of fun. You you just got to make them fun. Like, look at what Duke's Mayo Bowl is doing. Yeah, the Mayo shower. Every what player I care, wants to see their coach taking the Mayo. Would I normally care about a game between NC State and Maryland? Not really. You know, maybe I'd watch it because it's on in an afternoon. It's like an old Am I going to watch it because I'm going to get to see a bald man get doused in warm mayo? <laughs> if you hate conversation yes! alignment, that would have been a good matchup. Absolutely, but I'm going to watch that. See, that's a big part of it, too. That's the way you create compelling matchups. Not only do you have to look at it from a football standpoint, like how USC versus Iowa would be a, a dream matchup in a bowl game, but if you can think about it and, like, how fun can you make this? That's why the famous Idaho Potato Bowl was indeed famous. They had the French fry uh, French fries, which was always super fun. Everybody liked that. So it's really great that that could be a potential landing spot for whichever team in the MAC of the MAC West can find themselves in, whether between it's Western Michigan, Northern Illinois, or Eastern Michigan, who all three are four and six right now. Well, watch. Or why not? Maybe in the Bobcats. I guess the Chips also have a chance to. I actually wonder, though. So I know normally they have like a set three amount of teams that can go to the Bahamas Bowl in the MAC because, you know, obviously. You're traveling overseas. The Bahamas are expensive. Um, but I wonder if they don't have that anymore. Can we see Ohio go there? Yeah. I, I would love that. Not. It depends on how the season <laughs> finishes up, too, for the Bobcats. It looks like this year's not going to end in a MAC championship, barring some a miracle if Buffalo beats Miami, and then Miami would have to lose their last game, and I think they're playing Kent or Akron. No, they play at Ball State. Okay, Ball State got a good win against NIU. So maybe a puncher's chance, but I wouldn't say it's that likely. But that would be a great way to end the season. Just I, yeah, it, it, would, it would be definitely cool to go to the famous Toastery yeah, Bowl. Yeah, just a fun bowl for Bobcat. They'll probably play somebody from, like, you know, Sun Belt team. That's at, pretty uh, good. Conference yeah. USA. Oh, CUSA, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, maybe Western Kentucky. That'd be. <laughs> oh, I think <laughs> you get the guy with the toast with the the, the big red, red blob. Oh, oh yeah, that 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 just writes itself at this point. Uh, <laughs> holy moly! Uh, I think. Wait a second. No. Oh no, Western is still in some uh, CUSA. Good. Yeah, they're still in the CUSA. Yeah, I know so. a lot of teams dropped and went to other conferences. Yeah, including Marshall went to the Sun Belt. Interesting enough. Yeah. I think Marshall's been in the Sun Belt for a few years. They have, yeah. So I knew, like, they lo- they lost, like, FAU and a few others. Yeah, but they uh, added some teams. Yeah, Sam Houston uh, is back, is now in the fray. And uh, Kennesaw State next year. Yeah, that'll be fun, too. Jacksonville so. State this year, 7-3, and three, by the way. Oh, yeah, no, they're they're looking really good. You know who their uh, coach is? Rich Rod. <laughs> He's back. There He's back. <laughs> Speaking of uh, back, you have Jim McElwain, I think, is the coach of CMU. Yeah, he's still he's yeah. still at CMU. So that'll be uh, another Same guy. Used noted, to noted, noted, uh, noted shark, uh, shark fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, we, we probably need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, uh, we'll come back with our surefire hot picks in a minute right here on The Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Thinking of buying a home? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency can help. We have programs designed to help make home ownership part of your future. The Ohio Housing Finance Agency's Ohio Heroes, Grants for Grads, and Your Choice Down Payment Assistance Programs are all designed to help make purchasing a home affordable. To learn more, visit myohiohome.org. Sponsored by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters, and this station. 
From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Back on the sports fan, it's time for our surefire hot picks and SETI. What is your surefire hot pick for this Tuesday afternoon? We're going back to the action. Well, Western Michigan plus four and a half against NIU. I've not been impressed with what I've seen out of Northern Illinois, especially that loss last week to Ball State. Um, and I believe Western Michigan just is coming in with way more momentum after their big rivalry game win over Central Michigan. I think they are going to carry that momentum into tonight. I'm going to say that they do cover. I kind of already teased mine earlier. Uh, we talked about how good Iowa and Creighton's offenses are. Um, and the over-under is kind of high in this one. It's 164.5. I still take the over in this. I, I still think I take the over in this. So uh, give me over 164 points. I think that I think that we see a big, big score in this one. So uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, Iowa maybe Creighton a little tonight. OT could help out too. Oh, I don't even think they need overtime, <laughs> truth be told. Uh, speaking of overtime, it reminds me of uh, MNT Bank Stadium, where you're going to get to go to uh, on uh, Thursday. I think we're going to try to get you to call in, uh, depending on whether you're done eating your crab cake or yeah, not. Right. At that point, we got—I mean, we got a lot to squeeze in on Thursday's show. No show tomorrow. Buckeyes play. Uh, they got Merrimack tomorrow. Uh, that should be an interesting game. Bob or the Buckeyes looking to bounce back. Uh, Bobcats over on. WXTQ. But Friday, sports fan, right here, we've got Federal Hawking head coach Jonathan Thompson's going to call in, talk about his team, uh, you know, coming off their second ever district title. Then I'm going to try to get a hold of uh, you guys. That's right. You we'll and around. Ethan Sargent, our colleague Ethan Sargent, both are going to be heading up to uh, Baltimore and. You guys have not learned from the last time we went to Baltimore. I forget if we've ever told this story on air, but we've not learned because you guys are going there and back on the same day. And we've done this before. Um, yes. <laughs> so it was it was uh, would have been our sophomore year, 2021. Uh, the glory of Carson Wentz Colts football was going on. Uh, we drive all I mean, we're looking after class one day and we see, oh, hey. Colts Ravens tickets are forty eight dollars. Very cheap. Quite yeah, like are you kidding me? For a college that. kid, yeah. Ma Maryland Maryland taxes were miserable though. Twenty two dollars in taxes, but hey, still seventy bucks. I'll take that. I'll take that in a second. So we drive over there, and I think we kind of underestimated uh, how bad how bad of a drive it would be. We got there in plenty of time. Um, got some stadium food. Sat down on our seats, watched a quote-unquote amazing game. <laughs> it was an amazing game. It, it, Lamar uh, Jackson, 443 passing yards, still his career high. Colts blew a 22-3 lead. It was funny because uh, Colts are up 19, 
And literally the only, I mean, there's probably about a handful of Colts fans in the section. We're all sitting there like, how is this going to get messed up? How are we going to blow this? All the Ravens fans are just sitting there going, we're getting killed. What are we doing out here? But not this guy. Cedric (laughs) is the only optimistic person in the entire section. And then they come back and win. Yep, I said we came too far for us to give up on the team. I mean, five hours, more than that, five and a half. It was six. It was <laughs> six. We found that out on the way back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we sat in the parking garage. And, and uh, imagine it from my perspective. We blow a 22-point. We blow a 19-point lead. Uh, I, I do not have a voice at this point. We're on no sleep. Because you slept. You, you, so we stop at a Waffle House in Hagerstown, Maryland. Almost get run off the road by a semi. Oh, lordy, lordy. <laughs> like, he just zoom. And it's like, oh, whoa. That was a bit close for call. Um, but uh, Cedric falls asleep. Uh, I'm not asleep. I- I'm still angry. We're just driving back on US 50 the entire night back. And it, it, it's just like, <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, we're just continuing, driving back, driving back, driving back. Got to see the New Yorker come out of Ethan Sargent for That's a bit. right. That's going to happen again, I guarantee you, coming but, up this Sunday. Hey, uh, this Thursday night, though. Bengals, Bengals, uh, Ravens, and we'll have the coverage after we talk with Cedric here on the Sports Fan. We'll have the coverage right here on the Bengals uh, Radio Network. That'll be Thursday. Make sure to tune in then. But until then... Keep it locked right here on Mix 97.3 WATH.